Hello and welcome to another episode of the FOMOcast. I'm Chris, here with Tim again. Say hello, Tim. Hello, Tim. It's like we never left. Back for consecutive weeks. Last week was a little bit late because we had stuff going on, but hey, we're here. Um, mostly Disney stuff, really, for the most part. Um, we threw in some little bitty little things here and there. I do want to talk about one of the topics that I'm going to surprise Tim with something that I didn't know. Um, but we're going to uh, we're going to start off with obviously there's some Disney stu- plus stuff coming. So uh, there's going to be a movie focusing on Disneyland's creation coming to uh, Disney plus. Now, anything when it comes to Disney is kind of I don't know. Um, obviously it's Disney plus making it. So there's not going to be the negatives. So I'm sure how much, you, how much we'll bet there's gonna be another, um, movie or documentary that comes out like six months later. That's like the dark side of Disney. Right. Well, it's like the one they did on PBS, which everyone really didn't like because it was, um, there was inaccuracies, you know, through throughout it and didn't basically didn't tell the whole story. Um, but there are some there are some things that Walt Disney was he had some flaws. Let's just say that I'm not going to go into details, but there's written proof of things that he's said and done. That's just not it would not fly today. Obviously, it was a different time. I'm not excusing it, but I know that people want to when they want to um, fanaticize it to make it look a lot worse than what it really was, you know, It'd be like if, you know, we were in the 1910s and you were not letting your wife work or something like that, you know, and then all of a sudden today you're like, oh, you were a misogynist. Well, that's just how things were, you know, it may not have been great, but that's just the way it was. Um, But I do know that uh, whenever they do a movie, Disney Plus, obviously, they're going to make it make it, I don't know, positive on on their end, I guess, is what I would say. Yeah, exactly. And the uh, what do they say the director is the one they I think he did the Jungle Book or director or producer something has ties to Disney already. Um, did the Jungle Book or like the Jungle Book Two or something like that. And the other guy did um the Halloween and the new one I think was it called Halloween Kills or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, is uh you know they have. Like I said, either director, producer, executive producer, something like that. So um, it'll be interesting to, to see it. Uh, another podcast I was listening to is like, okay, well, you know, at first when I saw it, I thought it was going to be like a docu-series, kind of like the Imagineering story. And then it's like, oh, wait, no, it's it's going to be a movie. Like, okay, well, then, you know, are they going to have, you know, they were joking, oh, is Tom Hanks going to be back to play Walt or who's going to play Walt or, you know, then you get into speculation of, of everything that's going on. But I mean, with it being on, on Disney plus, and like I said, this is focusing on the, the creation of Disneyland. So, I mean, if you're a Disney fan, I mean, everyone kind of knows how, how that happened. So, um, we'll see, see how it, how it goes. Obviously no dates or anything yet. It's just, you know, Hey, this is what's, what's coming. So we'll see how it goes. I'm actually kind of excited to have my uh, grandma watch it too because she actually remembers going to the orange groves outside of Disneyland because that's where my family's from, 
and you know picking oranges in the orange grove when she was pregnant with my uncle so she has distinct memories of you know being down there and doing that so i think it'd be kind of cool for her to see it too because i'm sure they're gonna have pictures and videos and stuff like that like she'll actually recognize so it'll be kind of cool to see right no exactly little reminiscent there yeah so we'll see we'll see how it turns out they don't have um do they have a release date for it no i think it was just something that was kind of teased okay so they have had the habit lately of basically not really like surprising people but they like they drop stuff sometimes pretty quickly like all of a sudden there's a story about it and then they do it so maybe it'll be sooner than later um the next one we have is the trailer was released for the home sweet home alone uh it's coming on november 12th it is a i'm gonna start saying a reimagination because obviously they're taking different uh approaches this one though takes the approach of as soon as i saw the kid i'm like (coughs) excuse me that kid's not american first of all that kid's british because he was in um uh what was the the hitler one uh jojo rabbit he was in jojo rabbit he played jojo's friend and um i saw him i'm like oh wow and then i saw uh who was it ellie kemper the guy that plays her husband in that he's also in an amazon show that we've been watching quite a bit of and he was uh the dude from deadpool 2 the guy that was just the regular guy that had no powers he that is that guy and then i can't remember who the husband or the dad is played by the dad is played by someone who does comedy bang bang i can't remember his name now but it is going to be it looks like it's fun it reminds me obviously it's the tropes are going to be basically the same because it's it's just a reimagination with some modern stuff to it which in reality do you really think this could happen in modern times like that's my only thing i would say is when you look at what it is and what it's portraying they're a rich family so you know i don't think it would happen but um i mean i think i mean it wouldn't happen to the extent that it is i could see it happening hey um uh, something happens rush 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 everyone get to the you know into the car into the van into the limo whatever it is go to the airport but then once you either driving to you know the airport or at the airport then it's my point where's so-and-so at yeah you know, then you're going to realize that then it's not like you're going to be on the flight you know going halfway across the country and then realize it i mean it could be one of those things where you're a block away and like oh man shoot we forgot so and so because he went to the bathroom or went to go back and get his stuffed animals or something like that i could see that happening but not to the extent of what it portrays exactly i mean so i mean we do have um so it's ellie kemper rob delaney is the one i was thinking of the the kid his name is archie yates and he's really funny in jojo rabbit i hope he's funny in this and then uh, Pete Holmes is who I was thinking of. Pete Holmes is in it. Keenan Thompson's in it. And then it looks like there's quite a bit, like Chris Parnell, you'll know him when you see him, Mikey Day, uh, Devin Rattray. Like, they're all, like, stand-ups. 
So that's what I, one thing I thought was crazy was a Disney Plus show hiring all these stand-ups because I'm not going to lie. Um, oh, Andrew Daly, too. Andrew Daly, hilarious. Pete Holmes is not um, a politically correct, um, you would say, comedian. So, yeah, we're going to we're going to see we're going to see what happens. Um, I hope it's great because, you know, uh, amazing, uh, amazing movies like this lead to other amazing movies. So hopefully it does it right. Apparently there is a, um, what do you call it? Tribute almost, or a shout out to the original, to Macaulay Culkin. Um, I believe it does say McAllister on one of the police officers uniforms. So it, it's just kind of a little thing, but you never know. Something else might be in there. We don't know if they're going to, you know, have a cameo that they've not really released yet. Cause that's the new thing right now is they'll do like little cameos and try to hide it kind of thing. So um, the next one, I don't know if even Tim knows this. So that 70s show is spinoff is going to be taking place in the nineties and we'll um, uh, red Foreman and Kitty Foreman are going to make an appearance. Apparently yep. here's the thing. Did you know that, the, that remember they had, they had that 80s show because that 70s show ended in like 79 ish. It was weird because every season was a year, and then all of a sudden they kind of – it was like they bounced around almost. It was weird. It didn't make sense. But apparently the eight, that 80s show wasn't like a sanctioned thing. Like it wasn't – the people that did that 70s show had no ties to it. It was like a money grab, and obviously it did horribly um, because I, I want to say – I'm going to look it up real quick, but – it, it it lasted one season. I don't think it um it did very well. Did it even have any of the original cast in it? No. It was so set the- in 1984. Um okay, so yeah, so it said it had no, I'm sorry, it had many of the same writers and production staff. It is not a direct spin-off of the much more successful that 70s show. Um they never crossed paths. However, the main characters of each show, Eric Foreman and Corey Howard are first cousins. Okay, that doesn't make any sense. But okay, and I forgot Glenn Howerton was in it, and this was the first time we saw. I saw him. I don't remember him in anything else. That's uh, uh, what's his face from uh, It's Always Sunny. Uh, who does he play? But if it's not, I mean, that's great. That I mean, I guess you know you could say it was a Dennis there you go it's a, it's a one off of it but with not having the original cast and really the only ties first cousin it's like well i mean you don't I'm, even need to have the cast i mean i would i would hope like i'm not going to watch this and also on that 70s show you would have hoped that or that 80s show that kelso would have shown up as a cop cuz he was a cop in the end of that 70s show so it would have been funny seeing him as a cop in that 80s show um and then I'm trying to think who else who else would have been good. I don't know about Hyde. Um, I know um, Topher Grace wasn't going to, you know, really do anything with it. So it's not like, you know, yeah, it's but not I like mean, anything surprising. If you have the same title to it, then everyone's going to think, oh, hey, it's going to be just like the other one or have the same, you know, cast characters whatnot but i mean i could definitely see why it didn't do that well especially not mixing in some of the like cameos of the um, original cast so this is awesome so here's the plot this is gonna be on netflix 
and it's gonna take place in Wisconsin, and it's a spinoff will center on on Leah Foreman, aka the daughter daughter of Eric Foreman and Donna Pinciotti, as she visits her grandparents Kitty and Red in Point Place for the summer. And the coolest part is, is I guarantee that name is going to be a Star Wars theme. That's why she's named uh, Leia is because right. of that. Um, the original series creators will work as there and executive produce. So that's kind of cool. Um, that's cr- that's crazy. I didn't even th- I, I didn't even know about that. It hasn't announced the actors. The streaming service confirmed Rupp and Smith will not only reprise their role, but also serve as executive producers. That's awesome. So they're actually giving him some credit on that, too. Um, I guarantee you, I guarantee you, Wilma Valderrama, Ashton Kutcher, and uh, Milo Kunis, they're going to show up. I I guarantee it. They're going to show up. Because actually, when you think about it, it's set 20 years later. So they're... They're older than what that is, really? I mean, uh, not necessarily. I'm trying to think. If it ended in the 70s and it's set in the early 90s, that would make them 40s, 20 years later? Yeah. So 20 years later. So technically, it could possibly work with a little bit of a slight age adjustment. So that actually, now I'm more excited for it. So I'm excited about that. But. I am not as excited about that as I am excited about G4 coming back November 16th. We announced this last year. It was a tweet. Um, and I actually have been seeing behind the scenes stuff kind of on accident because I follow um, a girl who used to be, uh, she used to be on a bunch of the stuff, Attack of the Show, um, and uh, Jessica Chobot. And her husband is Blair Herder. And Blair Herder was like one of the main hosts for G4. So when they said, hey, it's coming back, him and then um, I can't remember his name, but he's actually Portuguese. I know because he always talked about it on like podcasts and whatnot. Um, he they basically have been doing like all the glade work, getting it ready, doing this. And they actually went to, I think. I can't what was it? It was New York and they had like a, a like a, a party. And so um it closed wow, it closed in 2014. Seven years, man. That is crazy. So um I'm trying to think. So Jessica Chobot, she did X play attack of the show, and that was pretty cool. Actually, she actually did proving ground on there and and Ryan Dunn died when they were filming it. I remember that. And then um Allison Hayslip, you would know her, Blair Herder, obviously. Um, and then where is his name? Oh, I didn't even realize My- Myra was on there, too. Kevin Pereira. So Kevin Pereira was the one that I always knew because he did Attack of the Show as well. And I remember when it started, it was like kind of just like people having fun, talking about games, doing all that kind of stuff. So it was really cool. Um I am excited. So Kevin Pereira is back as the host of Attack of the Show, and they're bringing back X-Play. They're having a game show with WWE. Wow. That is crazy. I didn't even – they have a – and there's a bunch of other shows, but it's going to be – I'm just kind of crazy excited about it because it was nostalgic for me. It was always on late at night. They always had content, so, you know, it was kind of like a real news station where they would – replay you know the different shows from the day so i am i am really really excited i don't know did you watch g4 
Not really, to be completely honest. Um, I, I mean, I knew of it, but didn't really watch that much. Okay, yeah, it was a lot of fun, and it, um, they 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 kind of helped with like the battle bots and all those different shows like that. They were kind of big on that. Um, yeah. Proving Grounds was basically Jessica Chobot and Ryan Dunn were doing stuff from video games, like driving around and throwing like a giant turtle shell at someone when they're when they're driving on a go kart and stuff like that. So. Um, I am excited. If you're excited just as I am, or if you have other stuff to tell us, go to linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash FOMOcast gaming. Um, this one was weird because, um, I don't know if it's not, it's not weird in that what, who it is because, um, Nash Bridges is Cheech Marin and um, Don Johnson. And Don Johnson was in Eastbound and Down, and he was still hilarious. And that, that was probably, what, five years ago that it ended? And he was hilarious in the last season. Like, he was – you couldn't didn't think the show could get any funnier. And they bring Matthew McConaughey in, who is amazing in that show for, like, two episodes. And then Don Johnson has kind of a recurring role as Kenny Powers' dad who lives down in Mexico and runs a ATV rental business and they beat each other up all kinds of stuff. It's funny. And then Cheech Marin's been hanging out with Tommy Chong doing weed commercials and just kind of hanging out and they're going to do a reunion movie on Thanksgiving weekend. So I just thought it was kind of cool, you know, that Nash Bridges was like a show that I watched all the time. I think it was one of the first ones besides charmed that I remembered was set in San Francisco and I was like, man, San Francisco is so bright and fun. And like they started the idea of having their police office was on the pier, like in a warehouse building that was like repurposed. So they wouldn't have to build nothing for a police office, a uh, police station. And it was just kind of cool. So uh, look for that on TBS where they lived for the longest time. Uh, we also have a scream trailer that came out and uh, confirms the return of Nev Campbell uh courtney cox and david arquette so uh the i do think it's really cool that when you look at the mask um and the knife in some of the photos it makes the number five because this is the fifth one and then for the like the roman numeral five and then on some of them when you look at the mask it's a knife so it's kind of a cool little thing we'll see how well it does because I mean, did we need another scream? And it doesn't come out until I think beginning of next year, which is a weird time. I don't know why you wouldn't come out during Halloween, but you know, I digress. Uh, Narcos Mexico released a trailer for their last season. I have not caught up on it. I haven't stayed up with it because when I watched the original Narcos, it was kind of sad because you lost a lot of people in it. So people would, would just kind of, leave the show because the storyline i don't know i feel like netflix half the time wants to do like a long show and then half the time wants to be like no we're gonna play out a season that's that's the season that's the whole show and if we come back for another season it'll be the same show but maybe a little bit different so narcos mexico has kind of gone along the lines of it's detailing true stuff, so I think they don't want to go too fast. If you go too fast, you might miss things. But if you go too slow, it draws it out. So all you see is um, good old uh, late in the 80s, early 90s hairdos and rocket launchers. So um, if you're into that, check it out. 
and go to our Facebook page, which you find in the leak tree. Uh, this one was actually funny. Uh, so Will Poulter is going to play Adam Warlock in the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. And the way that it was announced, I thought was pretty ingenious because James Gunn saw a tweet where someone was saying rumors are uh, Will Poulter is going to play Adam Warlock in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. You may know William Poulter. Everyone I feel like knows him from is uh, We're the Millers. He plays the guy that plays the son. Um, and basically... James Gunn came out and said, I'm not one for acknowledging rumors, but I felt like I had to acknowledge this one. And he goes, congratulations, Will Poulter. Like the way he wrote it looked like he was going to go, this is not true. But no, he's like, congratulations, Will Poulter on uh, being Adam Warlock. And I think he's a perfect uh, choice because I've seen him. It's kind of creepy. So when you see him as the kid from Wheel of the Millers, he looks normal. And then you have him. That one Halloween, he dressed up as Sid from Toy Story, and he looks just like Sid in Toy Story. But then he was in the Netflix um, Black Mirror Bandersnatch, and he doesn't look like the same person. He looks completely different. So I'm hopeful that, you know, they're going to do him up the Marvel way, and, you know, you might not be able to recognize him, but I, I think you still will. But I I, I like him as being cast that because everything he's been in has been really, really good. Um, This next one... I don't know if it's like really a story other than if you do this, you're dumb, but a Missouri couple has pled guilty to selling counterfeit Disney DVDs. If you learn one thing when you're doing podcasting and things like that is you don't ever say anything negative, like, or do anything super bad against Disney because Disney has enough people to come after you. And you got to think I've seen people before post stuff like on Etsy and stuff like that, and all of a sudden it disappears because they're probably making a lot of money off of it. Whereas I've seen people like they'll they'll sell like tumblers that they paint Mickey and Minnie on it, and then they never really bat an eye because they might not be making that much money off of it. This right here is straight up illegal, and um, I mean I haven't watched a DVD in a very long time. And do, do, does DVD say it's against the law to to copy this? Oh, yeah. Yeah, right at the very beginning of it. It's uh, at the FBI warning, like these devil on VHS. Pretty sure DVDs have it, too. And this one, I mean, it, it's, you know, they pled guilty in federal court. And it was a Homeland Security Investigations, you know. So it happened, you know, they were first tipped off in July of 2014. So this is how long ago it was. Um, then they conducted, you know, the, the investigation. Received over 443 shipments of counterfeit DVDs from Hong Kong. Um, and then says the Homeland Security Investigations. These two more shipments before delivery. One had 200 counterfeit Beauty and the Beast DVDs. While others had 260 counterfeit Aladdin DVDs. Jesus, so, man. Says uh, Customs and Border Protection seized another 200 counterfeit DVDs en route uh, in February 20. En route to their house in February 2015, undercover federal agents purchased counterfeit DVDs from them who claimed the DVDs were authentic on eBay in February and March of uh, of 2015. So, yeah. Um, so they've just so been chilling while they wait to go to court. Yeah. they And then they conducted the search of their home in August 2015, seizing more uh, Disney DVDs and other counterfeit items. Um, what they say, they placed order for DVDs via email, packaging and mailing the DVDs. 
Yeah. So pled guilty to one felony count of criminal copyright infringement. Um, That's it. For profit, face up to five years in federal <laughs> prison without parole. Also has to pay an amount representing her share <laughs> of the proceeds for the crime. The amount will be determined under sentencing date. So that's that was a girl. The husband he got misdemeanor criminal counts, infringement copyrights, um, one year in federal prison without parole. So, so I bet you, you I bet you they could prove that it was under an account that she had or something. So that's why it's only misdemeanor from him because he may have just been complacent in the whole thing, which is kind of weird because if you go through all that effort and that much investigation, why wouldn't you try to get both of them under felony? Cause it seems like a waste of money. Yeah, no, it, exactly. So there you go. So don't, uh, you know, still copyrighted. Uh, I mean, that's a, that's a no brainer. Um, I think my favorite ever, I've seen quite a few bootlegs out there. I mean, the taco truck by my house used to sell them before right. they went legit. And um, my favorite would be you'd see them. They would what they would do is they would let you test them out like you, they, you'd play them. I never bought them or anything like that, but they would have like a DVD player sitting out there playing the videos or whatnot. And um, you would see like legit. It was just some dude in a trench coat that was recording it. And you'd see people walking by people leaving to go get something to eat and stuff like that. And I was just laughing because I'm like. Someone's really going to pay for this. This is so crazy. It doesn't make any sense to me, but okay. You know, right. And I mean, being an intelligent person, you should know it's not going to end well for you because the federal government is going to get, get theirs. That's just the way they are. Exactly. Um, well, and shoot, those were, you know, when they first, you know, were pirating DVDs and, you know, selling them, bootlegging them, whatnot. That's what it was. You know, you had somebody that would sit in the back row, kind of prop up a camera, you know, as nonchalantly as they could and record the movie. Then you start getting like the, um, how they have the, um, oh, they send them out to like the critics copies. Oh, the screeners. Yeah, the screeners. So then you get people that would start, you know, get those and start, you know, bootlegging those. And, you know, now you just, download it off the internet if it's you want to. slightly too easy to get uh them off of the internet i know that for a fact just because you hear people um like the one of the biggest sponsors of podcasts now are vpns even youtubes and i know people do it because they're like well you know what i want to watch this you know um, i follow this one guy who he speaks fluent mandarin and um he he wants to talk to people in Mandarin. He likes, you know, Chinese shows and stuff like that. And so basically he can use the VPN and make them think that he's somewhere else and he can watch the shows. You know, it's still against the law, though, to, you know, try and abuse a system like that. There's a reason why. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the, the biggest one I can think of is I know that, like, Disney Plus has deals in other countries where they actually show other shows as well. So yeah. they have the Star, I think it's called Star, um, and basically they get like movies, like regular TV. It's like a regular TV service because there's no direct TV and stuff like that out there. So yeah. before you do anything crazy like that, just know you can end up like this Missouri couple, which I guess the husband ended off kind of easy. Yeah, and I wonder how that that happened, or if they did a deal where, hey, we're going to sentence, you know. 
she's going to take the blame, but you got to take something. Who, who knows? Whatever. So, but I mean, technically, 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 maybe they were going to be like, "Look, you have kids; she'll do the time." You know, I I don't know. I don't know how that works. I don't know. But I'll tell you, tell you what, they're still cracking down on it, so it's not like it's a lost art or. You know, they're trying to do more cyber stuff. So, but I mean, with the shipments and everything that they got, I mean, that's kind of a red flag. You know, when you're getting over 400 shipments and that's not 400 DVDs, that's 400 shipments with, you know, who knows how many DVDs in there. So, yeah, I mean, selling them on eBay, kind of a red flag is when you get, you know, uh, DVDs from or something from you know it's what they say Hong Kong, so I'm they must be formatted for you know American or North America formats. Sell them on eBay, but hey. Well, and if you ever notice, some of them um, they will do like different. It's hard to explain. They'll do different stuff. Like they'll do. Um, this is not like they'll sell stuff as this is not this, this is something else, you know? So always be careful yeah. what you're buying on the internet too, because it could be fake or it could be get you in trouble too. Right. Um, the next thing we have is there's another person who is leaving Disney as a whole. Alan Horn is retiring as chief creative officer of Disney studios content. Now. Well, and I mean, he's retiring. He's, 78 so it's not like you know he's leaving because something happened or whatnot it's just he's retiring because he's of age i mean how old is bob Iger? oh bob Iger, he's gotta be um 75 76 no 70 70 so i mean he's behind him but still you know right i feel like disney like unless you're working the park itself, even then, I mean, I you see some of the people cleaning up trash. They're in their late 60s picking up trash, and they're so happy. And I'm like, maybe, maybe Disney's got something in the water that makes people live longer or something. Because it seems well, like most of the people retiring now or changing careers are in their 70s. Yeah, and and I mean, like you said, you know, being a custodian cast member, I mean, that's you know, especially older, you know, it's perfect. You could work your you know normal nine to five job for that's 20, 30 years, you retire from there, you got, you know, pension or retirement or whatever. Hey, you know what? I'm bored. I'll go work part-time at, at Disney and Disney loves it because you're part-time. They don't got to pay you benefits or anything. You could probably just say, Hey, you know, if you could get me during the week or on the weekend, you know, I don't, I don't care, whatever. Just fill yeah. me in. Um, you know, I really don't need the paycheck. It's just more supplemental income. And like you said, just happy as can be. And it looks good for Disney because then they can say, you know, look at all of our, you know, div- diversity here. Right. Um, you know, in that. Well, and it does, it does make me think too, like whenever you see them, they're always super happy. And it reminds me of a story. So uh, <laughs> I went to um, Bass Pro Shop. And I was uh, transferring an item to another person, a, a gun, and uh, I was selling a gun to a guy. And so you go through there to get it all licensed and everything. That's a long and then, 
because that was the closest place that, to do it that was I felt safe. I was I was selling him a quad, and he came from Sacramento. Sorry, uh, I, sorry, I was buying. I was buying the gun off of him. That's right. I'm sorry. I apologize. I was buying the gun off of him. Okay. I was selling him my quad. Now that makes sense because that's kind of a good halfway spot. Right. So, um, so I got it and we go in there and he's like, yeah, blah, 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 this, this, this. And then the guys are taking the gun and pointing at the deer and stuff and they're playing around with it. And the guys tell me all this stuff and they're like, well, what'd you used to do? He's like, I was a sheriff and I retired. I'm like, oh yeah, what are you doing here? He's like, well, I got real tired of my wife complaining all the time that I don't do nothing around the house, so I decided to get a part-time job, and he was working the gun counter at Bass Pro, and he knows this stuff about guns, so it was kind of okay. like, you know, that makes sense. Perfect guy to do that. No, like, I, I don't... Knows, knows the stuff about guns and knows the law. Because no lie, like, my grandpa, my, my grandpa that got old, my other grandpa passed away <laughs> younger from cancer, but my other grandpa... He's the only person I think I ever really knew that, like, for 15, for 20 years, my grandpa was 85 when he passed. So he retired at 63 or 64. For that whole time, he did not have a job. All he did was walk, uh, tend his garden, and go to the casino. That's all he did. And you don't hear that very often. Nowadays, it's like, oh, so-and-so retired. And then all of a sudden, you find out three years later, oh, they died of a heart attack or they got in a car accident or it just, it's crazy. You don't see that very often. And I think having jobs like Disney like that is kind of fun for them as well, because maybe they always wanted to do it. It was never an option. And then now they're able to, and it's kind of more of a fun thing for them. Right. Exactly. So we wish Alan Horn the best and let's see who comes in, um, you know, next. Uh, we do have Harrison Ford spotted on Indiana Jones five set in Italy. Uh, Tim says he looks haggard. To say the least. Right. And, I mean, Harrison Ford, I mean, he is, you know, older. And all the roles that he's done have been, you know, action. So they take their toll on him. I mean, you know, Indiana Jones is the number, the, the fifth one. Um, mm-hmm. He's done all the Star Wars ones. Granted, in the, in the last couple, um, he didn't have, the, you know, as big of a role in him. Well, definitely the last couple. But... I mean, even in the, you know, after the original trilogy, um, you know, in these newer ones, didn't wasn't that much uh, action in it because he's older. Well, and he broke his leg in it as well. So, but this one, man, I, like, you thought, like, when Sean Connery was in Indiana Jones playing Harrison Ford's dad, like, okay, he looked, you know, Sean Connery looked, looked fine in it. This one. It almost looks like he's going to be as, you know, as they doing this and he's a great, great grandpa. But who knows? It could just get a bad picture or whatnot. And I know. I mean, how old? So Sean, Sean Connery was 90 when he died. And so that was the last year. Yeah. And when was he in Indiana Jones? Well, he was. 89. 89. Yeah, so he was... Um, 60. 59, yeah. basically. He was 59. So, so he was 59, and Harrison Ford... Yeah, that is, same movie, Harrison Ford, Harrison Ford was 47. Wait, wow, so he's only 12 years older than him? 
mean, that's what it says. Yeah, so Harrison Ford is now 70, almost 80, 79. He's 79, yeah. And so, and so he's going to be 79 in this. I mean, I'm sure that um, that's crazy. The first thing, the first trivia on IMDb that you see was he initially argued against casting Sean Connery as his father in Indiana Jones in the last crusade because Connery was only 12 years older. He later changed his mind and found he enjoyed work with Connery immensely. That is crazy. Right. Well, I mean, and that makes sense because if you look at it, it's like, okay, so he was 12 when he had, you know, did it. But I mean, and, and at that point in time, you know, Sean Connery had played some older roles, whatnot. And Harrison Ford, know hadn't played those older roles he still looked young for his age so you can yeah that distinction there and like anything you could doctor anybody up with you know a little bit of makeup make sean connery look a little older and harrison ford a little younger yeah i can't believe he's been married three times harrison ford yeah yeah good for him third time the charm he has a kid with Calista Flockhart. That's crazy. Huh. You learn something every day. Um, the next one we have um, Disney legend Ruthie Thompson has passed away at 111. That's insane. Right. And it was on her like she started out, uh, I think, was ink and paint on uh, Snow White. So, I mean, okay. She's been around for for a while. Um, she passed away earlier this week. So, yeah, she's had um, actually the first one. Or it was before. Uh, no, it was the same year as Snow White. First one was uh, Lonesome Ghost, and then Snow White too. And can paint both uncredited. And um, Pinocchio, Fantasia, Dumbo, Sleeping Beauty, Popeye, uh, Mary Poppins, Wrist Cats, Robin Hood. Rescuers, The Lord of the Rings in 1978. So but, she's basically been in everything. Yeah, I think they said the last big one that she did was was The Rescuers. Um, so, yeah, no, she's done done a lot for the uh, for the company. Obviously, like I said, you know, it's a Disney legend. And she obviously uh, probably knew. She probably knew Walt. Obviously, yeah. Yep. So, you no, know, she did. Uh, no, she's uh, like I said, she's done a lot. Well, shoot, you know, like I said, started. You know, she started when it was Disney Brothers Cartoon Studio. So, so that means she went through. Um, she went through when they went bankrupt. Then. Uh. Yeah. Because they went broke, they didn't, didn't they go bankrupt with um, the Disney bro- the Disney Brothers Studios? Yeah, I think after that they they went bankrupt, and then you know Walt uh, Walt came back and did it again, or built it back up. So, huh. Yep. No, it was it was funny because it says you know at age eighteen she uh, started wor- working for this writing academy where Roy and Walt uh, would play polo at. He said even. Walt remembered her when she was young and offered her a job as as an inker. There you go, rest rest was history. That's amazing. 
That's yep. amazing. Well, I hope she had fun in that 111 years. Right? Yes, great. Good. I mean, good on her. And next, there is going to be a new Star Wars Holocron Legacy five-issue comic series inspired by the Galactic Star Cruiser Hotel releasing next year. Now, I think the reason why it releases next year is because they want to make sure some people get the actual activities done. So I'm going to guess that basically the entire itinerary is going to be spoiled in these five comic books in one way or another. It might not be like, oh, this is what you're going to do, but it's going to probably going to hint at it, which is kind of cool because I don't plan on never staying there. So I'll get the comic books just to check it out. Yeah, no, exactly. And it's cool that it ties into, you know, the hotel. It's not just, uh, hey, here's another, you know, Star Wars, you know, one-off comic book or whatnot. And it's, you know, five issues, too. So, you know, it's pretty cool, um, you know, that they're doing it. Yeah. So uh, we'll see what it's all about. And hopefully it's as awesome as they're claiming it's going to be. Um, the cruise lines are starting to get back into uh, shape. They're starting to go. Uh, early bookings begin October 14th. So when you hear this, it'll have started yesterday. And then general booking available October 21st for 2023 Disney Cruise Line itineraries. So I know Disney usually does go pretty far out. Um, right. I know uh, my sister, when she went on their cruise, they actually had it booked so far in advance that you couldn't even book the trip to Disney yet. That's how far in advance it was booked. So they went right. to Disney World before they went on the cruise because, ironically, that's kind of funny. So we went uh, three years ago this coming April. So we went in 2019 is when we went in April. And we saw the Main Street Electrical Parade. It's when it came back for that last run. Well, my sister that previous year went to Disney World. That's why she went to Disney World. They were going to go on the cruise, Disney Cruise, but they wanted to go to see the electrical parade. And ironically enough, it comes back like six months later. It's in Disneyland. So I did think that was pretty pretty funny. Um, And then lastly for the generic stuff, Mandalorian Season 3 has finally started filming. To me, this means two things. They have finished finished editing, editing... the book of Boba Fett, because I believe they're both working on all that. Um, hopefully we do have some stuff that kind of crosses over with the Mandalorian. So you'll assume maybe, you know, Pedro Pascual was doing some stuff on the other one and maybe vice versa. We'll see. Um, but it's good news. It started filming because we wanted to come back as soon as possible, even though it's more than likely is the last season. Um, it's been a great run. And I have heard they are shifting focus, hopefully, to Ahsoka. And that's why uh, things were delayed was because they want to make everything tie in with Ahsoka since Ahsoka will be the carry-on series. I assume they're going to start doing these shorter series type things where, um, as with, you know, The Mandalorian, you've got three seasons and then over. But maybe they'll do a tie-in so it'll roll into this show or roll into that show. And eventually, instead of... uh, Chicago night like they have on uh, NBC, you're going to have Star Wars night on Disney Plus where all the new shows will drop on the same day. So fingers crossed. Um, Let us know what you think, what you want to talk about. Linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash FOMOcastGaming. 
Now it's the Disney Park pile. All five Disney Marius Nights event dates are sold out at Disneyland. This has probably been the biggest one that we've seen in a very long time. Um, I feel like a lot of people are ready to be out, ready to do stuff. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I can remember distinctly. We only went to Disney when I was a kid. We only went to Disney during Christmas time one time when I was a kid. We'd go twice a year. So usually it was like in spring break and then summertime we'd go. I'll never forget the one year my dad's like, well, let's go during Christmas and see what it's all about. And I can never forget. I'll never forget this. Walking down Main Street in the middle of the night, seeing the Dalmatians. They would put Dalmatians up on top of the building. So you'd see the dog, the puppies looking down and it's snowing. And me just thinking this is the most magical thing I've ever experienced. Mind you, now that I'm older, I find everything about Disney magical, you know, from Halloween to Christmas to, you know, you know, even springtime when they have like a lot of the flour and the food and wine stuff, they make sure everything is magical. But Christmas has always been like, you know, the big time. And I feel like that's why it's selling out. And I do know I have heard rumors that they're going to keep certain rides. I think uh, Haunted Mansion is going to stay open a week longer with Christmas theme or Halloween, however you want to figure it out. So um, we will see. But uh, that is crazy that all five are sold out because you could still get Oogie Boogie's Bash tickets right now, which is crazy to me. But I guess people think that, you know, it's it's in California Adventures. So it's not as fun, but I've heard it's fantastic. Um, so. Well, and with, and with that one, I mean, it's a new one. Um, True. And it's only five nights. So it's going to be, you know, there's not that many of them and it's new. So I think it was going to sell out. I'm surprised it lasted this long for it to uh, to sell out. But hey, you know, like you said, maybe that means that there is is more of it, uh, or uh, that next year there'll be more of it, more nights of them. So and you know, maybe they'll modify it a little bit. Hey, this worked out. This didn't. Let's tweak this and you know, come back even bigger and better where you're going to have you know oogie boogie bashes are going to go right into disney marius nights um and we'll see how many nights that will go because every night that there's a party there that means one park closes early you know obviously right. oogie boogie being in california venture uh the disney marius nights in um disneyland so then it's like okay well now you want you want these people to come here to experience Disneyland during the holidays, but then on certain nights you're going to essentially kick them out if they don't have uh, paid extra for the ticket. So then that means less people in yep. the park, which means they're not going to be spending as much, you know, when they're when they're leaving the park. Because the people at the party, they already paid. They're probably not going to pay that much unless there's some special um, merchandise going on for that. Where you got the other ones during the day. Hey, this is our last day here. Okay, we're hitting the shops on the way out. Spend the money. See you later. We're done. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, we'll see if they make any changes, how fast this. I think I think the idea of doing, so start off as five nights. And then add in a couple nights here and there if they sell out. 
I think it's better off doing that than having twice as many nights and then having two open because then, you know, it just doesn't make sense. We'll see what happens. Yeah. I mean, if anybody knows what's going on, it's Disney on how to, you know. Mm -hmm. That's for sure. Um, especially with they have the uh, new re return time selection for disability access service will launch October 19th. For those that don't know, if you're in a wheelchair or need special access to get onto a ride and that ride has the special access, um, you basically have to go to the exit, I believe, and then they give you a return time to come back. Because I know some of the rides don't have them, you know, the handicap stuff readily available. Yeah, well, and that and that. You know, basically what it is, is you're getting a fast pass, essentially, for lack of a better word, to come back um, at the time. So say you're there. Hey, we got this, you know, the uh, DAS, Disability Access Service Pass um, that you have to sign up before um, <coughs> or when you first get there uh, to have that pass. And like you said, you go up to the exit, show the cast member. They say, okay, hey, the line's an hour long. Come back in an hour. And it's basically like you're standing in line for that hour. But some people with disabilities can't stand in the or, or have different forms of disabilities. You know, maybe can't stand in line for that for that long um, or whatnot. So when they come back, it's like, okay, if you were to stand at the end of the line, now you This is where you'd be at, right. Yep come through the exit, we'll put you on here, like you said, whether it's, you know, wheelchair or, you know, some people that are, are on the spectrum, whatnot, um, come back, you know, load them on the vehicle and go. But the nice thing with this is, is now you have a self-selection uh, time on doing it. And I know in here that you could, um, uh, yeah, so the pre-registered, they will have a video chat now. Actually, it's the next one after it. Um, for for pre-registration for it, you can now do it through a video chat um, at Walt Disney World to get your uh, disability access service. So you don't have to, you know, you could do it through video chat before you get there or that day of. So you're not having to wait in line um, for that. And that that's to get the pass it's not to get your return time because you have to have your pass to get the return time well to get the pass you have to you know basically you know provide information that you um you know meet the requirements for this pass and the reason why they had this pass is because people were taking advantage of it um, right before so you know, Disney had to clamp down on it. It's sad, um, but it's the world we live in. But the nice thing is, is now for the pre-registration, you can do a video chat um, to get the pass yeah, at Walt Disney World. So, that's, well, that's I mean, that makes really good. That, that makes it easier because I know a lot of people. Um, they. They basically like, you know, they may not look like they're they have any issues or, you know, there it could be it could be it could be anything where you have a problem. But I think the biggest one is, is like if you don't use a wheelchair, it's going to be really, really hard to sit there and stand in line. So it's better off for you just to come back that exit and do that. Yeah, exactly. And some lines are, you know, wheelchair or ECV friendly where you could take, um, 
you know, they're wide enough, their turns are, I mean, I've seen them, um, I can't remember where it was, and I think uh, uh, Coaster is one that I've seen them in there regularly, I mean, there's some of them um, more so in California Adventure, because it's, it's wider and, and bigger, and they have more area to work with than at Disneyland, with, you know, tighter quarters and whatnot, yeah. and you got it when you get up to the front of the line, you know, now you got to basically park the wheelchair or if you're using some type of scooter or whatnot and not be in the way or, hey, if you park it over here, but then when you come back in, you're on the other side of the right. station. Well, now how are we going to do it? That's why when they have you come through the exit, you know, they all lead out through one exit yep. um, or they all merge eventually lead out one exit. So there you go um but yeah no it's it's good that they're that they're doing it especially through through chat which i think will help, the, will help yeah that doesn't help that's gonna help a lot um and so we mentioned that uh okay so here's something hilarious so we have been talking the wife wants to go to disney world and um we just got the visa card uh she's pre-approved and uh, Disney Visa card members pre-sale window now open for Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser through October 16th. For those that don't know, there is some benefits to having a Disney Visa card. One of them being that they usually have a meet and greet in California Adventure somewhere when it's normal times. And is basically, it used to be always almost always Stitch. And it was almost always a, cus- uh, a character who wasn't like out in the parks as often. So there were a character that was there, but wasn't, you know, as frequented. Um, so you have that. If you have yeah. that card, you can get a reservation right now. And, and I know with that card, there's also other benefits from it. Um, you know, I think you get discounts at some places. Um, and I know you earn points which you could redeem for like disneyland tickets or whatnot because i know when we went there a couple years ago um with good friends of the family and they had uh they had a like socal deal but you could only get or socal deal through annual pass holder but you could only get two tickets well there was four of us me and my wife and the daughter and the mom well there was four of us so the mom's like oh wait no i got a disney visa card let's see so she's talking to the cast member at the, at the ticket booth it's like oh yeah well you know you want to get the two uh you know two day pass because that's what we were going there for and shoot she got hers with redeeming her points or whatever they did got it cheaper than our discounted tickets and she's mm-hmm. like oh, i didn't know i could do that this is just my card that i use and i know you know because they liked uh when the daughter was younger that's where they'd go at least you know once a year, if not every other year. So it's like, I use a credit card, I rack up the points, and then, you know, we use it when um, when we come here. So that's another thing for, and it's something that you could easily get. I mean, whether you get good credit or bad credit, you know, they'll yep. will give you a, a Visa card. It's all, you know, some of them has got good credit, higher spending limit than some people that don't. So you'll get it. Um, and with it, like you said, they always have these, especially for things that open up early it's always you know your club 33s your you know your higher ends that usually have the first go at it because mm-hmm. i mean they pay the most and then you know you get like your 
Disney Visa card or your annual pass holder, I guess now it's Magic Key holders, then they'll get their window will will come up because they're not spending, you know, what thirty thousand annually and fifteen thousand in dues. Yeah, thirty three. So yeah, exactly. Which I get, hey, you could get the early stuff. You pay as much as you want. Hey, have at it. So that's why I kind of put it in there because I figure more people will have that than a club 33 yeah i'm uh pretty much yeah i'm pretty sure yeah yeah right but you were able to get yours through club 33 right your pen oh, oh you let it yes you let it of, go. Course. Right. of course of oh, course yes <laughs> um uh so i said walt disney world will not allow single night hotel stays from october 14th through december 5th um you said this i told connor and connor goes yeah they do this every year so um really that's yes it's the first i've heard of it i mean not that i go that time but so i saw that and i'm like really that's interesting so it's kind of a clickbaity title because you could still get single nights if you do like package deals this is like if you just go online and try to book a single night um just like going online right now and trying to book hey i just want to i want to go december 1st now you can't do it you know you have to get two nights but if you have like if it's like a package deal and you want to go for one night you could do that it's uh it's just more so you know not including the package deal which makes sense because package deal you're paying more for it you're getting obviously more add-ons on it but this is just if you're hey go for a vacation i want to stay one night here and can't do it so yeah and so like tim said though they um they do have exceptions it just depends on probably what you pay for or sign up for and um i know obviously they're trying to get more people to go out there it's been pretty dead even with it making look somewhat uh, more crowded so um we'll see though uh after they make these changes if it does change anything because you know in reality you won't see anything until we, you know, actually this time happens. So I would say look November-ish to see how it how they respond to it or how they deal with it. Yeah. This one is – so Genie Plus will not sell out for any day at Walt Disney World. What does that mean? I, don't, I guess there was – I don't know if it was rumors or whatnot that, hey, you're only going to be able to get – they're only going to be able to release a limited amount of Genie Plus subscriptions i guess it's not really subscriptions per day um and i don't know where that came from because i never heard that on anything it's kind of like uh fast pass plus or anything you want to buy it hey you're going to get it the more people that get it you know who cares you're all fighting for the same um you know same thing for that you know coveted fast pass return time so i guess on this they came out with this statement and said that you know there's not a limited amount of them per day that they will not sell out any day at Walt Disney World. So, well, that's good news. That's good news for uh, right for for people who want to go. Right now, now it's funny. It says Genie Plus. I don't really, you know, for me, I don't care about Genie Plus. I want to know about the Lightning Lane. Um, right on that. You know, are you going to? Will there be an limited amount of those available? Um, or, you know, are they going to have sellout options or is it going to, you know, release them 
uh, periodically throughout the day, and they'll say, oh, no more Lightning Lane Pluses available, or no more Lightning Lane Times available, check back later. Right. So, we'll, we'll see. But, but that's coming next week, I think. So, I think on the 19th. We're going to see how well it goes, man. Right. And then we have the good, the good news of 25% off Shop Disney discount is available for Walt Disney World annual pass holders through October 24th, which leads me to believe something's coming to, uh, for sale. They're going to be putting the new stuff in the market. I don't know. Yeah. No, I mean, so if you want something at Shop Disney, make sure uh, you know somebody's got a Walt Disney World annual pass and have them buy it for you. Get 25% off. That's pretty good. That's quite a bit, shockingly. Right. I need. To, I need. To, Connor's going to get his pass again, so hopefully he'll give me something. I don't know. This one got me excited. Tim posted this earlier about the ride vehicles for Tron light cycle run spotted on their way to Magic Kingdom. It looked trippy. It looked like they were almost. I thought it was like a clickbait article because I'm like, that's so obvious that those are light cycles. What is why? Why are they on a truck like that? This looks so weird. Right, yeah. At first, I thought they were the Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, like, just looking at it really quick, Guardians of the Galaxy ride vehicles. But mm-hmm. it was it was Tron, which is which makes sense because obviously Tron is a lot closer than you know Guardians of the Galaxy. So once they you know once they start getting those ride vehicles going there, because they're not just going to bring them over and let them sit because those are ride vehicles. I mean, that's they got the most safety stuff on them, so they're not going to have them come and sit out there in the elements or not bring them and and uh and wait to install them i mean they're going to bring them and you know start putting them on so they can start testing them and making sure that um you know how they work throughout the station load unload and everything so yeah one step closer (laughs) baby steps yeah baby steps um this one's sad. Fast pass, fast pass plus kiosks removed from Jungle Cruise, Mickey's Philhar Magic, and Frontierland Tunnel at Magic Kingdom. Yep, there. I mean, it's those are going to be a thing of the past now. It's going to be you know when we're fifty, sixty years old, you know, going remember when, where everything is going to pretty much be from from the phone now, or I'm sure they may have. Um, stations around the park, but it's not going to be fast pass plus stations or fast pass stations. It's going to be, you know, some sort of kiosk with the cast member that's there. You got to go to, um, you know, how sometimes they have those pop up guest service, um, you know, stations there or desks or whatnot. Is if you got any problems, you know, they'll probably direct you direct you to that or you know right. go there. Um, and if they can't do it, then they'll direct you to City Hall because they got all the infrastructure there, you know, or the computers and everything there. So basically it's and it's funny. They took them out and all it is, is just a square base, you know, with wires coming up. Through yeah. And it, you know, doesn't look it's like they just took them out. OK, see, cut the wires. See you later. So I'm sure they'll come back and, you know redo the concrete or whatever that it was at but it was just like right now it's almost looks like when you go to some of those deserted parks or whatnot or deserted areas it's like 
this used to be where, you know, so-and-so was at. And it's got the, you know, the footprint there. And now it's gone. So an eerie reminder of once what once was and was state of the art. It, know, it is it is sad because I remember when I mean we went I think when we when I went with you was the first time in Disney for Fast Pass stuff because but we didn't really have to use Fast Pass when we went to Disney World because it was dead. But yeah. um someone did give us a fast passes to to the the fast track, I think it was the racetrack one. And someone gave us them, like, we can't use them. Here's some fast passes. We're like, sweet. And right. I was like, I don't even know what a fast pass is. And then you get so used to it. And then you strategically plan, like, I'm going to get a fast pass here. And then you wait till a certain time because you're like, you know what? If I wait until now to get the one here, I can walk down the, the way. So I'll go here, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, I'll go get it. By the time I get over to Star Tours, my time will be up and I'll be able to get one here. So I'll come over here and get one, then go back over to. to Thunder Mountain and right Thunder Mountain, then come back over here and do Star Tours. You know, yep. logically not planning all that stuff out, like just just try to 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 do stuff, go and do it, rather than just think logically and be like, oh yeah, all I'd have to do is, um, just ride the rides, not try and do all this stuff. I will tell you, we did twenty something rides when we went with my sister and she was pregnant. Because she couldn't go on most of the rides, so she would run and get us fast passes when we were going on the rides. So she would take our pass, go scan all the stuff, and we did 22 rides that day. It was insane. It was amazing. And um, if you all have a pregnant friend, take them with you because it's fun. It, they can do all the stuff for you. They can hold your drinks, watch your kids, do all that fun stuff. Right, exactly. Well, and now, I mean, really don't need a pregnant kid because it's, I mean, a pregnant uh you know, person, because now it's all done from your phone and you could just, oh, you know, as, as soon, I mean, and that's what we did, especially with FastPass Plus last time we went, as soon as they scan it and it goes through that last scan, because sometimes in lines, they scan it twice, once at the beginning and then once mm-hmm. when, uh, when you actually merge into the line where the FastPass line merges into the regular line, but sometimes they'll scan it again. And that scanner is the one that activates your pass or takes it off your phone. So it's like, okay, hold wait. Oh no, it's still on there. Okay, so then they scan it again. Oh no, it's off. So as we're in the queue or even in the pre-show area, we're already booking another. And if you obviously if you have cell service, you're booking another uh, a fast pass on it, which is the same thing as Genie Plus. So it's like, you know, you, like you said, you don't have to worry about strategically planning it or waiting for this time to come up or whatnot. It's just open line okay what do we want to do next oh hey we're over here let's see what the return time is or if there's any uh fast passes for you know whatever right is is close by here so it's yeah it's it's the end of an era but here we go we're in this next round of it it's basically the same basically they could have called it fast pass fast pass mobile or something like that but they wanted to change the name because they wanted to create the new lightning program so it makes sense um, and then we're going to end on this note. Told Tim he should have applied for this job. Disney World is hiring a U.S. Department of Agriculture uh, hiring plant geneticist for Epcot. And the cool, so I looked, I looked at it, and I knew I was going to be super underqualified because it's a USDA job, um, and it's plant geneticist, uh, and those are at bare minimum, you know master's degrees but more so you know phd doctoral type ones i mean if you're a math you know if you have a master's and you have a whole bunch of um 
like lab hours or whatnot. Depends on what you do, but it's more so, you know, geared towards, you know, PhD grads or whatnot, or, or you have your doctorate um, in it. But the cool thing is, is the USDA gets their housed in Epcot, which makes sense because Epcot's got, you know, the the greenhouse and everything in there as well so which that greenhouse is amazing like i'm not a big plant person but just seeing how epic that is it, yep. it's it's pretty insane oh yeah no it's it's awesome and like i said i come from agriculture background i mean that's what my degrees in um that i got so you know they have the free ride that you know it's uh kind of like pirates of the caribbean or whatnot as far as you're in a boat and log flume uh or in a plume ride uh, I guess it'd be like small world or any of those. Anyways, yeah. Um, and it goes through and it shows you, you know, the the greenhouse and you know the surgeon where they get the caviar and everything like that. Obviously, you know, had some. It was the one where people were getting out of the boat and they filmed it and got in trouble for it. Anyways, um, there's one that you could pay. I think it's like ten bucks or something, and it's actual a walking tour and you meet here like in the Soren Pavilion and they take you um like around the back scenes of basically what you're seeing through that uh that ride and it's awesome and it makes sense that usda would have that's where they would be based out of um would be epcot so it's a twofer you're working for you know department of ag so state job and you know you drive to work every day and it's in epcot so it's a twofer but I was highly underqualified for that, um, so <laughs> um, not even going to put in a resume. But if I was, I definitely would be putting in in a resume there. So, but, I mean, you could just do it and hope for the best. Yeah, yeah. So, but if anybody's interested in that, you know, basically look up USDA and plant genetics in uh, in Epcot. Well, it. If you do have the qualifications, I don't think you're listening to our podcast, but yeah, uh, I want to thank everyone for listening. It is greatly appreciated. Mr. J, how goes it? I hope you have a trip to Disney planned soon. We will see soon enough because I'm sure Tim will tell me all about it. Uh, but uh, for the FOMO cast, I am Chris. I'm Tim. And we will see you guys next time. <laughs>